many of us are caught in a bind of feeling privileged but not powerful. Hi, this is Christy Bates of Oxford, Mississippi. Welcome to this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. That statement comes from today's first talk of the new year, Privilege or Power, in 2020, which we'll hear in just a few minutes. But first, in case you want the opportunity to do something really special just a couple of weeks from now, I want to tell you about a retreat being offered by one of my friends at Hartwood Refuge and Retreat Center. Sister Clear Grace, previously of Deer Park Monastery and now living at Hartwood Refuge, is leading a weekend retreat over the MLK holiday weekend called Being Beloved Community. Sister first took novice ordination in the Plum Village tradition of Thich Nhat Hanh, who was deeply touched and influenced by Dr. King's teachings on the beloved community. Sister Clear Grace is a member of the Caretaking Council for the Earthholder Community, which is a mindful earth social justice initiative in the Plum Village community of Engage Buddhism. Sister is also a core member for the Arise Sangha, Awakening Through Race, Intersectionality, and Social Equity, a community of mindfulness practitioners and monastics who come together to heal the wounds of racial injustice and social inequity, beginning with looking deeply within ourselves and using the energy of compassion, understanding, and love in action. The Dharma has been her greatest source of insight and transformation to heal from injustices of all kinds. And what I can tell you from my own experience of her is that to be in the presence of Sister Clear Grace is to be in the presence of a lot of depth, humor, and focused intention that is both motivating and soothing. So if you're able to get to Hartwood from the afternoon of Friday, January 17th to Sunday morning, the 19th, now is the time to register by going to the website at heartwoodrefuge.org retreats. And then, just a quick save-the-date reminder to set aside the weekend of March 20th through 22nd. I'll be teaching retreat for Flowering Lotus Meditation called In Harmony with Reality. Our topic there will have to do with cultivating a deeper intimacy with reality so we don't suffer over it so much. Go to floweringlotusmeditation.org to pre-register and get the details. And that's all one word, floweringlotusmeditation.org. This podcast is just one of the weekly offerings at Deep South Dharma. We also offer a Saturday morning local practice group in Oxford, Mississippi, led by myself and Jaya Seeley of the Order of Inner Being. And we also offer an open book study, uh, an open online book study, to uh, a chance to get to know us and our group through the Wednesday night book study on Wednesday evenings from 7.30 to 8.30 Central Time. You can get more information and the link to join us at deepsouthdharma.org. The last thing I'll go ahead and mention because this question came up this week. I do work with people individually also, but for the purpose of keeping things clear and clean between my livelihood, between earning my living and this Dharma sharing project, if an individual is looking for more than a question that I can answer by email or maybe even answer in a future podcast, If somebody's looking for more than that, more time, I refer them to my spiritual direction practice. 
In that work, I offer sessions of 30 minutes or 50 minutes to individuals. Spiritual direction is useful whatever your tradition is. You don't have to share my tradition for me to be able to help you. So you can see more about that on the Spiritual Direction tab at my professional website, Paucity Counseling and Direction. The website name is shortened to paucitycounseling.com. That's P-A-S-S-A-T-I counseling with one L dot com. And now on to our first podcast talk for 2020, Privilege or Power. This new year, 2020, receives a particular kind of attention because it's also when we, by collective agreement, mark a new decade. This brings with it reflections not only of changes that have occurred in the last year, but of the way things are drastically different than they were 10 years ago. Most of us listening to this podcast would not even have heard of podcasting in 2010, although in some circles it had begun to catch on by the early 2000s. Some of us may have been listening to Dharma teachings online or somewhere in person 10 years ago, but maybe not that many. Or if you want to go more mainstream than podcasting and Dharma, consider how many people were still using flip phones before these many computers we now call phones became the norm in our culture. So with these drastic changes, and these are just a fraction of examples, why is it that the New Year's resolutions don't change? Or they change so little, year after year? Each year, we see some version of the same old resolutions to improve our bodies in some way or to attain new levels of wealth. In fact, the increasing reach of technology into our lives has brought with it the concept of monetizing everything we do. We're even told there are ways of making money by changing our bodies. Meanwhile, there is this ever-increasing sense of anxiety and guilt, especially among those of us born in the U.S., about having the luxury of such resolutions along with whatever privileges are afforded us by race or gender. Also, thanks to technology, we are more aware than ever that many people in the world, even in our own communities, are struggling for the basic requisites of life. Not just food, shelter, and clothing, but even the basic safety needed to procure or create those things. We're aware that war and our impact on the climate and extractive policies are making it necessary for people to wander the earth in search of new homes. We are aware that incarceration is too often a modern-day slavery rather than an opportunity for rehabilitation. We may think that other people don't see this, that we are somehow especially tuned in or empathetic 
But I can tell you, as someone who has been a professional helper for very privileged people in years past, the degree of mental anguish that is evident in privileged people would suggest otherwise. So why, when there are such important issues to address, causing all of us so much suffering, are we stuck on the frivolous? My current sense of it is that many of us are caught in a bind of feeling privileged but not powerful. Whether or not we recognize or criticize the systems that keep our brothers and sisters impoverished or in danger, we don't see how the same systems have us by the throat. These systems are powered by greed, hatred, and delusion. With those systems in charge of the so-called civilized world, We can be made to feel guilty for our privilege while being fed the lie that we are powerless to change it. One of the ways we become aware of or access our real power is by decreasing our dependence on the fruits of privilege, substances, status, other forms of sensuality. As long as those things appear necessary to our well-being, we will be callous about the well-being of others. Before we can do much good, we will need to start with reducing harm. Instead of seeking the substitute for power, which is the privilege afforded to thinner bodies or fatter wallets, we can work to gain and enjoy what the Buddha referred to as wholesome pleasures, simple pleasures available to all that have no negative consequence for ourselves or anyone else in the world the ability to choose our response to suffering, the ability to feel connected to ourselves and each other in this moment we share. As we practice mindfulness and increase our ability to be to abide ardent, mindful, and independent of anything in the world, we become less addicted to comfort, less controlled by both the illusion and the shame of privilege. Instead of seeking the approval of the systems doling out privileges, we see those systems more clearly. We become more willing to take whatever action is appropriate for each of us in this new year. Appropriate action can vary greatly depending on our gifts and talents, our circumstances, our degree of health or age. For some of us, wise action means being willing to knock on doors and encourage our neighbors to elect officials whose commitment is to serve the interest of all beings. For others of us, wise action means being willing to become that kind of governing servant. Some of us need to take up farming to serve our neighbors as established food supply chains become less reliable. Some of us are just not cut out to be farmers, but we can support local farmers with our purchases wherever possible. And of course, some of us will want to improve our physical and financial health, but that's just so that we're not a burden to ourselves and other beings. The most powerful action we can undertake on that score is to train the mind to seek the kind of happiness that lasts and that does not rely on getting more money, approval, attention, status, or physical comfort than we really need. Some of us need to work less not more, and give ourselves space and downtime for valuable inspiration. We can all take wise action in this new year, 
although some of it may not look like action to anyone else. Some of the most powerful action there is lies in the cultivation of mindfulness and wisdom, which frees us from two dead ends, the dead end of chasing unending comfort, which does not exist, and the dead end of flagellating ourselves, which doesn't help anybody. This cultivation may happen best for you through prayer or meditation, through journaling, through the practice of an art, through overcoming painful conditioning to offer some gift or talent you have, through the cultivation of the path of spiritual practice, we can access new levels of joy in being content with less, reducing our negative impact on this world. We can discover the deep satisfaction that comes with living in a way that is blameless, that is as harmless as possible, and sometimes even helpful. Deep South Dharma exists to support your cultivation through weekly practice opportunities and occasional retreat for deeper practice. There is no other motive for our being. We are grateful for your cultivation because it helps you and all of the world. May we all have a safe, happy, healthy, easeful new year. And may we cultivate a world in which all beings may enjoy the same safety, joy, health, and ease. We hope to meet you along the path. Join us as often as you can. Let's just give ourselves a minute to let that settle. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.